The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Coming up on Life Today, through miscarriages, depression, her husband's brain cancer, and son's seizure, Lauren Chandler has experienced God's faithfulness. And thinking, Lord, I don't know what, when we go get to the hospital, if something will be revealed that is more life-threatening, that's more serious, but just trusting Him. Lord, I see in Your Word that when we cry out, You hear and You send us Your steadfast love. I know it'll be enough. Welcome to Life Today. I'm James Robinson. Betty and I are honored that many times people will come here to be with us to tell their story. Sometimes they they bring, let's say, uh, their heart that may be heavy, even broken. In the early days of uh, Life Today, we prayed with grandparents and parents who were praying for the miraculous healing of a, a little child. And then oftentimes they would come back to tell us that that prayer wasn't answered, but our prayers for them enabled them to walk through the valley of the shadow of death and the greatest heartache they could ever imagine and your love lifted them up. We had a pastor and his wife come here years ago. Uh, I'm gonna ask uh, her in a few minutes if she remembers exactly how many years ago or approximately. <laughs> but her husband was uh, fighting uh, cancer uh, in his brain. And the prognosis, the uh, situation was grave to, you know, to almost make that sound like an understatement. It was so grave. And they came and shared their hearts. And Lauren is back, Matt Chandler's wife, and Christians everywhere prayed for him. The village church at... They have campuses all over the DFW area. Great church. They touch so many lives. Well, Lauren wants to share about steadfast love. Would you welcome Lauren Chandler to Life Today? Lauren? Thank you. Glad to be here. I just commented, your mom and dad are out here, and and I just commented to them what a beautiful couple they are, Mm -hmm. that uh, your countenance is brighter, Mm. Uh, I mean, you've always been a beautiful girl, but your countenance is brighter. Even my staff commented, mm. uh, something's happened. Mm. Well, tell us how Matt is, because this was very yes. serious. So it was six years ago, I believe, in fact, when we came on, Matt had no hair. He was going through radiation and chemo, and um, I'm so grateful to say that he is cancer-free right Isn't now. Isn't And praise God. And, and just... I want to thank everyone for their prayers, for how you lifted us and carried us through what was a really tumultuous season. And the Lord heard, and and he was good in in delivering Matt from that, but he would have been good even if he hadn't. Um, And so grateful to say that he's doing well. He's actually at home with our kids and babysitting (laughs) for me. How many kids? We have three kids. Okay. Uh, We have our oldest just turned 13. Oh, boy. So that's a a girl. Mm -hmm. And so... So, uh, and then six 
uh, 10 and 6. <laughs> okay, yeah. Matt, you need to get right to Carrie now that that girl's a teenager. <laughs> he does have that, so he's ready. <laughs> he's ready. Yeah. When you know the story, Betty, what goes on in your heart when you mm. look at this as a wife and mother and thinking about what a load that is? Well, it's a heavy load, yeah. I'm sure, as as a wife. Yes. And your mate's going through something that serious. I know it was a heavy load for mm -hmm. us as we watched our daughter go through, and she didn't get the same results that your husband's right. gotten, except she is well That's now. Right. And she's happy. She Someday is. we'll see her again. She is. But God's still good. Yes. She said, either way, God's yes. good. And I'm so grateful for how you guys have walked faithfully and love the Lord and continue to love people and comfort people um, with the comfort that you've received. It's such a testimony. So thank you for, for how you've walked it. Well, you made it clear that you were going to trust the Lord and yeah. you were going to rejoice in the Lord always and that you knew that mm. ultimately we are absolutely free of all the damaging disease-ridden things that are in this world. Right. But you've written a book, Steadfast Love, mm -hmm. and there's no question you're talking about the love that not only you all have for one another and the, the Lord has for you, but you're talking about a love that carries each of us individually through the various challenges. Yeah. Uh, now, this situation with Matt's not the only challenge. I think you had some other losses that shook you pretty deeply, and you share about it in the book. I do. I had um, a couple of miscarriages that, you know, we had our first two kids, According to plan, you know, this is when we wanted to have a child, and so we would get we got pregnant, and it all went according to plan. And then, uh, as we tried for our third child, I suffered um, two back-to-back -back miscarriages. And I think before I just thought, oh well, I'm going to, you know, just have a baby when I want one, and, and it's just going to work out, and and it didn't. And so going through those losses where. Um, you know, before I think I presumed upon God's grace that he would just give me what I wanted um, when in fact he gives me what I need. And so through those losses, I saw that when I was finally pregnant with our third, with Nora, I was so grateful for each day because I knew it was a gift where before I thought I'd just taken advantage. You know, I thought, well, I'll just, I'll have a baby at the end of this. But uh, going through those trials, it was like the Lord saying, I, this is a gift steward each day, be grateful for each day. And so went through that. Um, also went through our son had a, f a febrile seizure, actually not long before I read Psalm 107, which Steadfast Love, the book is really a, an extended meditation on Psalm 107. And um, probably a week after finding Psalm 107, our then 18-month-old son had a seizure out of nowhere. Um, he he had a cold. He had taken him to the doctor, and then uh, he went down for a nap. And and thank thank God Matt was there because I don't know if I could have done it uh, without him. Um, he had this seizure and. And the, the words that kind of the Lord gave me as I was reading Psalm 107, where you see these different groups of people in all kinds of distress, um, was this, um, this phrase of sometimes God wrings the worship from our hearts. And he gave me this picture of a heart being wrung out, kind of like a, a damp rag and, and just kind of these swirly things coming out, which were kind of like praise. And... Um, and so, you know, here I am looking at my son who's seizing and thinking, okay, God, is this it? Is this how you're ringing the worship? So it, when I, what I mean by ringing the worship is 
in Psalm 107, there's this refrain of these people that are in distress and they cry out to the Lord in their distress. Not when they're okay, not when they feel like it, not when they feel good, but they cry out to him in their distress. And so I saw that twisting of the heart as that deep heart cry, that worship, that deep worship of crying out to the Lord and saying, in the midst of this distress, you are enough and you're the only thing that can do anything about this situation. You're the only one that can rescue. You're the only one that can redeem. You're the only one that can save. And so, you know, looking at my son, I'm like, okay, God, is this it? Mm. You know, because you're really the only one that can do anything about this. And, and riding in the ambulance once he had calmed down, and thinking, Lord, I don't know what, when we go get to the hospital, if something will be revealed that is more life-threatening, that's more serious, but just trusting him. Lord, I see in your word that when we cry out, you hear and you send us your steadfast love. I know it'll be enough. How many years ago was that experience? That was um, coming up on nine years. So, mm -hmm. so that was an experience almost in some ways might have prepared you a little bit for what you went through even when Absolutely. you and Matt were there, that steadfast love, because when you sat here in the midst of that battle, yeah. there was a peace on you. I mean, we may say, well, there's a little brighter countenance right now because it's a fact that it is. Yeah. And it's probably because you've had the joy of just releasing yes. not only the glowing reports, but also comfort people with that steadfast yes. love. Have you seen people respond to what you're sharing and it's like they get it? They do. I mean, I, who hasn't been touched by some kind of suffering or some storm? I mean, either, you know, our, our loved ones, pers us personally, or, you know, we're either on this side of the storm, on in the middle of it, or on the other. And so I've seen people identify with um, seeing God prepare them for the storm in, in advance. Um, him, you know, uh, just bringing scripture to light that maybe they hadn't really looked at before. And then, and seeing that God was preparing them for the storm. And, and you know, a lot of people that I talk to, that struggle with a lot of anxiety, which I understand where they're like, okay, a storm's coming. Oh my gosh, am I gonna be ready? I would say, um, you know what, trust him and he will give you what you need in your moment of need. So don't worry about it now. His grace and mercy for that moment will be there in that moment. And that's what you try to unfold in the book as yes. you tell the story. When, uh, you know, as you have seen what's happened with Matt afterwards, how mm. do you share the joy aspect of that with people to understand, look what love did, but that love also prepared us for what if it wasn't exact. By the way, how's your son now? Has that been a recurring thing? No, it only happened mm -hmm. once. It wow. was, we couldn't believe it. And you know, so in the book and in Psalm 107, so I try to go back to Psalm 107 a lot because it's the word of God and it reads us and it, it offers a lot of life. But um, when the people caught in the storm in that, in that Psalm, it says that God, um, you know, delivered them and he brought them to their desired haven. And, you know, when I was in the mess, when I was sitting in this chair, you know, so many, mm -hmm. six sure. years ago, I didn't know what what it was gonna look like. I didn't know that six years later, if I'd be sitting here by myself because my husband's babysitting my kids or because he had passed away. I don't, you know, I couldn't know from that moment. But what I was convinced of and what I could read in scripture and the Lord has been so tender and near is that um, that desired haven wasn't 
the situation that I would be sitting here. It, it wasn't that Matt would live. It wasn't that the scan would be clean. My desired haven is God himself, that I would know him, that he would feel near, that he would feel, you know, like a loving father who would just scoop me up and, and, and just be there, no matter what the storm might bring, that he would be my desired haven, not a prognosis or a diagnosis or an outcome, because we know how fragile that is. We have to ask him to be there with yes. us, though. I mean, to show up and to really be the the comforter and the yes. one that brings peace in those times of trouble. You, uh, you have an anchor on the front of your book. Explain a little bit about that, because you had shared with us earlier some about some anchors that weren't so good necessarily. Yes. So when I was writing. Um, the book, just another image. So images are, are important to me. I'm a very visual person. <laughs> just this image of an anchor and how God's love, his steadfast love is the true anchor that we can we can tie our vessel to that and know that it's un, unshakable, unbreakable. But then we have a lot of things in our lives that are false anchors. Some things that look like they can hold, they look like we can put our trust in them. Um, it could be our health. It could be the safety of our family. It could be our identity, you know, our profession, what we do, our gifts, um, the the where we're living right now, our situation in life, where we look to that, or even good things, or it could be that I'm a good Christian, that I do everything that I'm supposed to do, we that I I, I I'm enough, and we realize that all those things are fragile. Um, you know, we can lose a job, some, we can get sick, uh, something can happen to our, our dear family, we can um, be moved, we can lose a job. I mean, all that is fragile. We can blow it personally where we, we fail and miserably fail. And, um, and so when those anchors fall, when they fail, it's God's mercy to show us, look, that anchor for your life would have never held. It would have never held. I'm plucking that anchor up so I can put the anchor of my steadfast love in your heart so that you would know me, that you know I'm with you and I'm for you and I'm good, that I'm good and I want your good. You know, you talk about in the book something that really I'd say Betty struggled with, it was probably major, and that was mm -hmm. fear. Yes. And touch on that, if you would, because I think a lot of people have fear, and they may not realize exactly how that plays over into many areas of their life. Yes. It's interesting that you say that, because I had a, a friend pray over us um, early in our marriage, and I rem remember him saying, you know, I just, I sense fear, you know, was it? and I remember thinking, I'm not afraid of anything, I'm fine. <laughs> um, and then as I've grown, and, and the Lord's just kind of like an onion peeled away some layers, I've seen this fear of um, not being enough. Fear of not being good enough, fear of missing it. I fear can relate to that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one. And um, and so, you know, just that that fear of of not measuring up and and so it's 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 a, another false anchor because we won't, we will never get it right. We can never be good enough. And that's that's why Jesus came because he was good enough. He did it right for us. And we can rest in his work and not and He wants to own. take that fear off yes. of us. Because sometimes we can even hide behind pride with that yes. fear because we don't want someone to know what's on inside because we think if they knew I was fearful, if they knew I wasn't confident, they, they probably wouldn't like me or, you know, it just throw my whole presentation that's of right. who I try to be rather than who I who really, really am. am. You know? And that's what's beautiful yeah. is in Christ we can be free of that, that there's no condemnation, there's no shame 
that we can say, guess what? I'm a pastor's wife and I really mess up a lot. <laughs> Just ask my kids. And, and to say, oh, but it's not, it's not my responsibility. It's not my load to carry. Do I want to live a, a life that, that glorifies God? Do I want to walk in his commandments? Yes, but I'm going to miss it. Like they're going to be, I'm going to have weekdays, but praise God. I don't have to put that front up right. anymore. Would you thank Lauren for sharing her journey with us so that we can learn how I think Lauren not only to experience steadfast love, but what you're trying to do, share it. Yes. Express steadfast love. Yes. That's what we try to do every day on Life Today. And I hope you've been blessed. And uh, Matt, we rejoice with you and the Village Church family and all the people all over the world and church leaders who prayed for you, mm. for Lauren, for your family. And we, we love you. We love the witness and the encouragement you've been to so many. Thank you for, I'm sure, praying for us as we've had some mm. battles and struggles yes. and even lifting our ministry up. You know, Lauren, our viewers, I think, are, are remarkable. Mm. Uh, they, are. they literally want to, I think, in a, in a simple way, of expressing it. They want to put God's loving arms around the world. Yes. They want the steadfast love you've talked about to be poured out on people who, who never even heard about it. And you know what we found that when you show people God's love and you demonstrate it, you've got their attention mm -hmm. and they're willing to hear. And uh, that's what you enable us to do. The first mission program that we started was feeding the starving and the miracle. When you know you tell people over 10 million people's lives were saved according to those governments of those nations where they were facing so much uh, tragedy and so much loss and so much famine. But then when the missionaries say, we've led even more than that number, whose lives we say, we led more than that in those areas to Christ. Mm. Why? Because they saw the love of God mm. demonstrated. We have a chance to demonstrate it. And some friends of ours said, tell you what we'll do. We will match what you do. If you'll just help us, we'll take those first 50,000 and we'll match it. 50,000 kids. I want you to watch and see if you don't want to be an answer to heal this broken heart and to stop this from happening in so many instances. I think you're going to be moved to do it. Very prayerfully watch this. In a world of plenty, why do these children look like this. I have no food here. I tried growing maize far away, but the crops failed. I have no food for my family. You can see it's not easy to talk about. My heart is broken. I feel weak, and it's difficult for me to walk. I have lost my children. My children became sick and died. I had nothing for their hunger. Last week, Victoria lost two children to malnutrition, caused by a lack of food over a long period of time. She'll never see them in this world again. Mission Feeding's goal is to prevent tragedies like these by preventing malnutrition in the first place. Because is there anything more precious than human life? And is there anything more miraculous than saving a life? 
boy, those precious little children, Betty, are holding those bowls out that you gave them. I mean, you, you are the ones that years ago, uh, watching us over on Mission Field, pouring uh, porridge and that soup mix into cans like this and sometimes some kind of a paper bag that it would often burn right through and fall out on the dirt. You gave these, and when those children are holding that out, I'm, the first time this has ever hit me like that. Uh, you know, for years, you know, churches had passed the offering plate and you'd put in hopefully an expression of love to God and devotion. Well, what, what's happening, what, what fills the bowl, of course, it's a nourishing mix, but what fills it, Betty, is an offering of love. It's a love offering. And you're even the ones that said, give them heat-resistant bowls. You did that. We didn't do that. And, and you're the ones that put the food in it. And we've got some friends, Betty, that said they'll match for 50,000 children exactly what you give. If you gave $100 to feed 10 children, you'd be feeding 20 children. And I think this is an answer to prayer. Our friends not only pray, they're an answer to prayer so often, and they make truly a love offering. Well, the bowls would do no good without the food to put in the bowls. When I watch this spot that we just showed you, my heart just weeps with that mother mm -hmm. because she did all she could do. She tried to grow something and it wouldn't grow. She tried her best. She reached out in every way she knew to get food for her children. But all she could do was hold them while they died and love them and feel so sad that she could not save her children. We can, though. We can join together. We can reach out in hope. And let's, let's make a difference in these families, these mothers that are losing their babies. It shouldn't be. You know, we can make a difference. We can let these children grow up healthy and happy and, and a mother watch her children play instead of watching her children die. Please join with us and let's get the food to the children. You know, she was so heavy laden. Um, it'll be love that lifts her burden. It'll be love that brightens her countenance as she looks and sees others finding the hope that she longed for. And uh, it's not too late. I'm so grateful. I want to say thanks to our friends that said they'll match what you give. And thanks to those of you who will help us. We've been doing this now for 25 years. Uh, this is uh, something I never get weary doing. Sometimes I wonder, God, am I able to communicate it as effectively as I need to? Please do it in the power of your spirit. Betty, thank you for the way you shared so beautifully and clearly. Would you go please right now and make an offering of love? And that love offering gives life and hope and a future. And we'll point them to Jesus, the beautiful expression of love. Go to lifetoday.org. Take your bank card, use it like a check. You use it for so many necessary things and sometimes not so necessary. This is critically essential. It's life to these children and their families. You can dial the number there. It's always there as a prayer line. But would you be today an answer to prayer? Call the number, take your bank card, make the best gift you can knowing it'll be matched. $30 or $50 or $100 immediately doubled in its impact. Would you please do that right now? Lifetoday.org, dial the number, and very prayerfully make the gift God puts on your heart. Thank you so much for doing it. If you want to write a check, make the check to life because that's what you're giving. And we thank you so much for doing it.
In remote and impoverished areas of Angola, Africa, families are suffering. Crops have failed. There is no food. And those hit the hardest are the children. In response to this crisis, Life Outreach has received a 50,000 children challenge that, with your help, will feed and minister to 100,000 children over the next few months. With previous food reserves gone and Angola facing a severe food shortage due to crop failure, this challenge could not have come at a better time. To help replenish supplies for the feeding programs touching the lives of children across Angola, Mozambique, and Sudan. The 50,000 Children Challenge means more children can be saved and your gift will have a double impact, helping to feed twice as many children. Your gift of $30 to help feed three children will now be double to help feed six children. Gifts of $50 to help feed five children will be double to help save 10. And gifts of $100 for 10 children will be double to help feed and care for 20 children. And with a gift of $1,000 or more, you can double your impact to help feed 200 children and also request the Majesty Bronze Sculpture, featuring a beautiful buck in regal stance, reflecting God's presence and majesty in all the earth. Please call the number seen here, write life, or go online today to lifetoday.org and make your life-saving double impact gift today. Anybody who knows me well knows I am a kid person. Look how beautiful they are. But as we look deeper into their faces, as much as I love children, my heart also begins to break because these children in Southern Africa that surround me have the signs, so many of them as you look closely, of malnutrition. If you'll see with me the, the light-colored hair, the sores that don't heal, many of them I cough with bronchitis and, and so many colds, the, the, just the lack of health that I'm surrounded by. Uh, what we're down to here are the basic needs of life. These are children who are hungry. These are children who awaken in the morning whose parents have one thing on their mind, how am I going to feed my children today? They don't have the complexities. We have to figure out many, many different kinds of answers. Really, we've got one thing we're looking for in this particular village, and that is feeding hungry children. It's really as simple as that. Well, Betty and I say thanks for your help. And Betty, thanks for making it so clear the incredible blessing that we can be by answering a mother's heart cry and children's hope. If you'd like to have this beautiful, beautiful story of steadfast love and miraculous love by Lauren Chandler, we'll be glad to send it to you. You just say, I want to help some of those children and you make a gift to give life and you'd like to have the book, say, would you send that to me? We'll send it just to say thank you for sharing life with those who so desperately need our help and our love. Thank you for doing it. Would all of you here in the audience, we appreciate you being here. Join us, thank you. Lauren, Lauren, you did great. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for sharing your heart. Greetings to Matt, to Joyce with you. Thank all of you for being with us and all of you here. Would you visit stream.org to get understanding of the times? Why Things Matter, stream.org. Check it out.
Tomorrow on Life Today, inspirational author and speaker Christine Kane challenges us to move past our past and live in freedom. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.